Welcome to It's a Slate of Mind with Allison Hazelden. This is the entertainment industry's video podcast, where we spark honest, unfiltered conversations within the community about things we're all thinking about, but don't talk about enough. I invite you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we tackle the industry together. Hey, if you're ready to go all in and commit to using social media as a tool for your acting career, I'd love to see you in my new program, The Social Media Script. This online course has three parts, training, templates, and trends. I'm going to teach you social media strategy in the training section, then provide you with over a hundred done-for-you templates, prompts, and ideas for what to post on social media. And I'll even give you a biannual social media trends update every year to make social media a breeze for your career. Head to alisonhazelden.com slash social media script to join. That's alisonhazelden.com slash social media script. Can't wait to see you there. What is up, you guys? We are back with week two of season three, and I could not be more excited to dive into a very small part of the topic of social media today with you. I hope you guys know that when I ask for feedback and suggestions, I take it very seriously and keep a running list of all the requests. And I've had several over the past couple of months about social media. For those of you who might not know, I've actually been working and marketing professionally for over six years now at agencies, in-house, and consulting for all kinds of different brands around the world. I am so excited to unite two aspects of my life in order to best serve you all. So we are going to dive right in today. And this particular question that I received summed up the basic concept behind many of the others. Um, So the question that I got goes a bit like this. Allison, please give me some direction on social media, what to post, when, how do I make the most of hashtags? Am I being annoying? Why aren't people commenting on my posts, but they are on other people's? Okay. So let me say, first of all, woof, that is a big question. And I could talk all day uh, getting into the nitty gritty and analyzing different people's social media accounts and going into probably hours long lectures on each of those individual questions that made up that big question. So while there are some differences, you know, for every person when it comes to strategy for social media, every brand is going to be a little bit different, you know, different specific tasks and strategies are going to work better for some than others, but there are a series of best practices um, that agencies and, and companies follow that need to be understood by everyone before you can even think about coming up with paving your own way or getting into the, the those nitty-gritty details about those strategy differences. So today we are going to answer each of these questions, each of these mini questions in the big question um, from that perspective of what is the best practice in the industry. And I'm going to tailor all of my answers specifically for actors, for artists. Um, because of course that's why we're all here. So let's dive on in to the first part of the question, which is what to post. 
So the short answer to this question is create content that has value. Value can mean many things. Value can mean entertaining, educational, inspiring, funny, heartwarming, eye-opening, a literal piece of art, and so on. We each have unique thoughts and experiences and expertise in this life, and that reflects into the type of value that each of us can bring to the table. So your value might look really different than the type of value that I'm bringing, and that's okay. You just want to make sure that you're giving your followers something that they will care about in one way or the other. You want to make your posts on social media more than just a random post that isn't going to catch their attention, isn't going to meet any of their needs, and they're just going to scroll on by. You want to make your social media an experience for your followers. So, you know, for me, I know that I'm not really the comedian type. I have some witty and clever comments I might make once in a while, but you know, my social media posts aren't oriented around comedy per se. And that's totally fine. And someone else, like an actual comedian or someone who just has a great sense of humor, that might be a really big facet of their brand and something that they can use heavily when creating their content for social media that will not only be entertaining and inspiring and amusing to their followers, but also build their brand in an authentic way. So that's the other part of this is, you know, from that list of, of things that you can do to bring value from educating, entertaining, inspiring, funny, heartwarming, eye-opening art, pick the ones that, that you are naturally drawn to and that are related to your personal brand because otherwise you're going to start building this online persona that isn't genuine to you and it's going to be a lot harder for people to connect with you in that way. So the other part uh, of creating content and what to post is that I fully believe that it's important for actors and anyone on social media, whether you have a business, whether you're an artist, whether you're just a random person who wants to have a social media account. My big thing is that you must serve your followers with things that they will benefit from several times over before ever trying to sell them on anything. Serve before you sell. It's not an original concept. A lot of other marketing coaches and businesses have this philosophy, and I 100 million and 10% stand by it. Serve before you sell because you need to your, – your main objective is to become a friend to your followers, to build trust with your followers, and if you are posting all kinds of of salesy kind of pitches and please help me with this and please do this and check out this. And, you know, they don't want, no one wants that. No one wants those sales pitches shoved in their face. So you want to find that sweet spot of what will show off your unique brand and your skills and what makes you special while also providing value to your followers. And if you're repeatedly giving them things that they value, then when there is something that you really want 
to promote or market or you do need their help or you do have a big ask for them, they're going to be more likely to want to help you with that because they know that they can trust you and they know that you're not asking unless it's something that's really important and that you're going to continue to give them that content that they really value. So when you find that sweet spot and what that looks like for you between showcasing your talents and showcasing the things that you care about and giving, being a giver on social media, you're going to have your content plan kind of locked and loaded. And when it comes to coming up with things to post, you'll be able to balance those things and kind of know the right path for you. So that was question number one. Question number two is simply when, when to post. So on social media, consistency is key. There are algorithms in play on all of the major social media platforms, and we have very little influence over them. These algorithms can change in an instant, and then all of us are left stumbling through the dark trying to figure out what the next move is. Have you guys ever noticed that there's some days when you'll post a photo and you'll get you know, hundreds of likes on it and lots of comments and everyone, it seems like everyone that follows you has seen this post and is responding to it. And then not two days later, you try to post something that's really similar to that first post that got a lot of attention. And this post like gets 50 likes or something. It seems like no one's even seeing the post. And that's because that's exactly what's happening. Sometimes when the, with the algorithms, um, depending on, when you're posting, how you're posting, what you're posting, the hashtags you're using, and so on. Sometimes the algorithm is working in your favor and sometimes it's not. So one of the ways to combat this that we've noticed, um, you know, you want to please the algorithm gods and have them smile upon you. And one of the best ways to do that is by being really consistent about when and how many times per week you're posting. So you want to be predictable for the algorithm. You want to make it really easy for this algorithm to understand what your habits are and what you're doing. So when it knows what they can expect from you each and every week, it'll be more likely to make your posts visible to your followers when you do post. So if it's within your ability to commit to posting once per week, every week around 6 p.m., then do that. Um, If that's what works for your schedule and your abilities right now, then there's no, I would rather you post once per week and make it consistent every week than have your number jumping up and down each and every week and different times a day and all of that kind of thing. And then if you, you know, say then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you love social media, you love creating content and you want to really build your account. Maybe say, try doing three or four times a week and in the mid-morning. And if that works for your schedule in your life and you can make that a consistent thing, do that. And that's going to be great. But whatever you end up choosing, you need to make sure you can stick to it as consistently as possible. And it sounds kind of silly, but the algorithms that control Instagram and Facebook and Twitter are just, they're, they're robots, you know, they're robot brains. So you have to work with what they are um, prepared to process. And not the other way, and not just hope that they're going to figure you out. You have to figure them out. So there's, you know, way more to dig into when to post than than just that element of it. Um, 
So if you guys are interested in learning more about these kinds of things, let me know because we can do more episodes on this subject. But that is my top tip for when to post, consistency. Okay, guys. So first of all, this isn't an ad, but I did want to clue you guys into one of my favorite products for digital marketing for actors. So here's the thing. Websites can be so freaking stressful to build if you are not a pro, essentially. And that's the thing. I work in marketing, but I am not a website designer. So when I was looking to build my actor's website, I wanted something that was going to make it easy to use and still have a gorgeous, beautiful website that did not look stupid at the end of the day. You feel me? So I use Envato Market's Theme Forest to find a beautiful website template that I can quickly and easily edit to make the actor's website of my dreams. Envato Market is a creative ecosystem with over 35,000 different designers creating every digital asset you'll need for your projects. Templates for the best CMS like WordPress and Joomla, WooCommerce, Shopify, and more. There's a huge library with top quality themes and templates. So if you're looking to build or change your website, I would highly recommend using Envato Market's Theme Forest. Tip number three, or question number three rather, is how do I make the most of hashtags? So again, these are all really big questions and I could get really detailed with them. But for today, let's focus on the following key areas of hashtags. So posts that make an impact are able to connect with the target audiences by utilizing all the functions available on whatever platform you're using. So The purpose of hashtags is really to make sure that your dream audience can find you and ends up resonating with your message. So to make sure that you're being seen, you need to harness the power of the social media hashtag and the location tag. So location tags are another way that new followers can find you. And that location tag doesn't necessarily have to be where you're actually posting from either. So I want you to be strategic with these location tags. These location tags appear underneath your name and above your photo on Instagram. And then you can also um, check in and set locations on Facebook. And then Twitter, they just have kind of whatever location you're actually posting from. So this doesn't really apply to Twitter. But for Instagram, use that location tag because that is how other people can search for posts in their area or in a specific area of town, across the world, wherever. Um, so if you know that there are some people living in certain regions who might really be into what you're posting, use that location to better help them find you. And I know it feels weird because you're not actually there, but I'm telling you, it's not always about you being there. It's about making it easier for your dream audience to find you. So when it comes to hashtags, you got to make the most of them people. I don't want, like you only have a certain number of of characters that you can include, certain number of hashtags. So don't throw them away on silly hashtags. Think of who those dream followers are. Where do they live? What jobs do they have? What hashtags are they looking at? What are their hobbies? What are their interests? How do they define themselves? So if your hashtags aren't directly related to your post or to your brand, or the followers that you hope to connect with, don't use them. 
Instagram in particular has actually been known to penalize users users for picking random ass hashtags that don't match up with the post. So if you are posting about, um, say you have a picture of you at a coffee shop with a friend and you put something about a hashtag like travel blogger or, um, you know, um, in school or, uh, you just randomly hashtag a celebrity like hashtag Beyonce and none of those hashtags have anything to do with that picture or the caption that you posted, Instagram could actually penalize you for picking those random hashtags. So instead you want to pick hashtags that are minutely relevant to what's going on in your post. So, you know, I would search up some, some hashtags about, you know, cute coffee shop vibes or, um, female entrepreneurs or, you know, Atlanta actress or dreaming big or whatever your post is about, but you want to look for things that are actually relevant to the post. And another thing to think about is how many other posts are already attached to the hashtags that you're using. So you do not want to use hashtags that have a million, literally a million other posts attached to them because in these situations, there are really popular hashtags that's being used hundreds of times each second, each minute. And that means that when people are going to check out that hashtag, they the, the feed is getting flooded. So your post is very likely to be lost in that sea of other posts and the followers that you're looking for won't even see your post or be able to connect with it or see who you are and maybe follow you. So that's basically a wasted hashtag in my book. So avoid those big, super popular hashtags. You want to stick to to smaller, more attainable hashtags where you might actually connect with people that you want to follow you on social media. So that's typically far below 500,000 posts. So I would suggest sticking in the 100,000 to 300,000 range maximum, and then even go below that six figure number. Um, particularly if you have a smaller account, you know, there are some people, if you have a really strong account already and you have a lot of followers and high engagement, then you could maybe negotiate that number a little bit, but I like to be really strategic with my hashtags so that I am actually making them work for me because if you're not being strategic with them, I would say just don't even use them. So get strategic, do a little bit of thinking, do a little bit of research, and hashtags can in fact work well for you. So question number four is, (laughs) and this one made me laugh, am I annoying? So honestly, this is a two-sided answer. On the one hand, it can actually be really good to check in with yourself every once in a while and take a look back at some of your previous social media efforts with a very critical eye. Genuinely ask yourself, if you were a stranger, would you want to engage with a social media account? Do they make you feel good? Are they adding to your life? Or are they genuinely being annoying? One of the biggest turnoffs on social media is, like I said before, being salesy. Now, don't get me wrong. There's absolutely a positive way to market yourself and your projects, but most of the time I see it done in the worst possible way. So if you're begging people to like a post or watch your movie, or if you are sliding into everyone's DMs with a generic mass message advertising something, 
then yes, quite frankly, you are being annoying and ultimately you're hurting the integrity of your brand and who you are. So it is good every once in a while to reflect back and make sure that you're not doing those things because those things are going to hurt you. But on the other hand, you know, if you're being a normal, decent human being, and you're not spamming people with your ego, you still might feel a little bit self-conscious about showing up on social media and sharing some posts that maybe you haven't shared before. And I get it. I get it. Social media can be so scary. And there are, I'm not going to lie to you, there are people out there who just are out to be hurtful and judgmental. And that sucks. And that is scary. But what I'm going to tell you today is exactly how I think of it too. Fuck those people. They are the minority out there. They are not your target audience. Those are not the people that you are aiming to connect with or to serve. So they are not. They should not be important to you on social media. I want you to focus on the positive people who are there to support you and love you and walk alongside you and for you to walk alongside them online. We have no time to worry about the handful of assholes out there because we are all here for so much more of a greater purpose. And here's the thing that I want you to remember. We have the choice in regards to who and what we want to fill our lives with. So if you are looking for reasons to fail, if you're looking for reasons to be negative, if you're looking for reasons to stay in the place that you were instead of the place that you want to be, then yeah, you probably are going to get caught up on you know, overthinking and worrying about annoying people and worrying about what people might say about you and what you're posting. But here's the thing. We're all learning. We're all growing. We are all trying new things. We are all trying to succeed here. And I think that the intentions, everyone's true and pure intentions will be made known. And if you're approaching it from the right place, if you are seeking to engage and connect authentically and lift other people up, I promise you that you'll be understood by the people who matter. So don't worry about being annoying. You do you. Create good stuff. Be kind. Do your research and you will be golden. I promise you. So our last question, number five, is why aren't people commenting on my posts but they are on other people's. Okay, so first of all, I'd advise you in the kindest way possible to stay in your own lane and stop comparing yourself to other people. Unless you're looking to learn from their strategies, then it's quite frankly a waste of your time. I mean, playing the comparison game doesn't change a thing about your situation ever, does it? No, all it does is suck up your time. What I can tell you is that there are some some ways that have been tried and true to boost your engagement on your own social media accounts. First, you're wanting more comments on your posts, right? But have you been commenting on other people's? I believe that on social media, you reap what you sow. So I would encourage you to be generous in leaving thoughtful comments on other people's posts. In fact, my challenge to you is to leave genuine comments every day or every other day or whatever works for you on the posts of five people that you already know and follow and five people that you don't currently follow or know, 
but who might be interested in your content. And when I'm saying leave a comment that's genuine, I mean a really good comment. And that's not one that's just an emoji or just a one word, so cool, or two words, I guess, so cool, or love it. I want you to really read their post, think about it, and leave a two to three sentence response that's engaging. Or, you know, you could ask them a question to get more information about their post. But you want to actually engage with them and seek to make a connection and not just leave random comments, okay? So if you're if you're feeling stumped uh, for this comment challenge, think about how you can make that person's day just a little bit more positive with your interaction and go from there. I think always coming from a place of positivity on social media will never steer you wrong. So there you have it, guys. Those were five ways to level up on social media to better market yourself as an actor and make genuine connections that will actually serve you online. If you liked this episode on marketing, be sure to send me a quick message on Instagram to let me know, and I will gladly incorporate more of these kinds of episodes into our seasons and into our mini So you can connect with me on Instagram at it's a slate of mind or at Allison underscore Hazelden. You can also get tips, tricks, and free resources every single week straight to your email inbox when you sign up for the Beyond Acting email list. And you can get your name on that list via Instagram or on my website. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so grateful to each and every one of you for lending your ears. Until next time, I'm your host, Allison Hazelden. Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Allison Hazelden, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.